Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side. Beast mode, no one's blocking our way. <laughs> These other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills of Braden and Davy, brazen and raging, bringing you the drills and spills. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DVP, the BD elite. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DVP, the BD elite. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BD Elite. Every Wednesday night, we talk about AEW Dynamite because Braden and Davey, well, we are your friends and we are live, Mr. Davey Portman. Yes, live on twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. Hello, Twitch Room. Hello, Twitch Room. Yes, every Tuesday, we'll be your NXT friends till, friends. The, till the death. But Dynamite's on Wednesday night and shout out all the people listening via podcast. Uh, hello, welcome to the show. What's going on? It's a... Uh, it's a crazy 24 hours of wrestling. Oh, boy. Oh, Nothing's, boy. Yeah. It's wrestling. Nothing. Uh, you blink and you miss it, man. I mean, uh, first of all, I mean, we don't talk about Kendrick. No, no. <laughs> we can't talk about Kendrick. Wow. Yeah. What a what a month that guy's had from from being uh, thrown down the stairs by a woke guy. Um I mean, rightfully so. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, Who knew that he was the heel in that situation? To requesting his release, to being released, to being uh, put in a kind of big match on Dynamite tonight within 24 hours, and then, um, yeah, quite quite awful um, kind of opinions and stuff coming out from, I believe, 2013, sort of rearing its head, and Tony Khan taking action to. Uh, to to pull him from tonight's show, um, yeah, pretty pretty wild. I mean, I, I I wonder if there's part of him kind of 
kicking himself for requesting his release, you know? Um, but yeah, it's weird. I was actually, I was super hyped for that match. I obviously, I had no idea about all this uh, stuff in his past or things that he has said. He's now tweeted since and said that he, that's, those aren't actually his belief, but he knows it looks this way and, and or something like yeah. that. So maybe there'll be more to come out of this, but I was looking forward to, that match uh, tonight. Cause mm. like, wow, I have been a fan of him for quite a long time, but it's interesting how things pop up as soon as there's like relevancy to people and not just in wrestling, but like, and other things, I'm not saying whatever he said was wrong or anything. It's just like, what are the coincidences that it, this stuff gets, gets popping off right now that it gets the attention of TK uh, to, to change the match. But uh, I mean, rightfully so. Hey, what, what I, yeah, read from I, the it's comments, the right. I was like, man, that was pretty messed up. So he's now saying, Hey, I'm not that person. So hope maybe more to come on that, but, uh, just weird, just so weird. Cause we went from, Hey, that sounds pretty cool to being like, Oh no, that let's not do that. So, so yeah, yeah. just, just, yeah. Very, I mean, with, strange. uh, with all these things, like you, uh, like you hope the, you hope, firstly, that he means what he says when he says he doesn't mean these things. Um, yeah. But there's a redemption process, you know. Like it would be, it would be stupid to put him on TV tonight, one hundred percent. And yeah, like it's time to start making amends and not say we'll never see this guy again. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of making up you got to do, you know. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I I was I was excited to see that match, and then uh, it got pulled rightfully so. But um, I I I hopefully he can uh, make these amends or changes or whatever because whatever he said was pretty messed up. Uh, so that was something that we didn't really get to see on Dynamite. But they had don't worry, there was lots of other stuff to talk about, including stuff that made Brian Kendrick an afterthought. Once you introduce a little shot of brandy into things, right? Like. Oh. <laughs> So don't worry, no yeah, one. You, <laughs> you know what? To, last night I was I was pretty grumpy <laughs> um, after two point and honestly, for like a good portion of this show, I felt like, am I just watching hour three from last night? Um, but luckily, um, the the final sort of forty minutes of this show was fucking killer. So put yeah. me in a good mood for this show. But yeah, it was. It was hard to get through the beginning of of tonight's uh, dynamite, to be honest. Yeah, we'll we'll jump into uh, that for sure. Uh, but uh, how, besides that, how are you doing now that you've uh, you've you've as some as some listeners have said, abandoned us? You've left no the six never. to the places of double decker buses, and have you seen any of those soldiers that don't like move or say anything? I've not I've not gone to see Liz yet, uh, so no. Right. I've I've been to not Andrew. Uh, I have I haven't gone into to Central London too much. I've been to uh, on my first day when I kind of was pounding the streets looking for jobs. I went to uh, like Leicester Square, Soho, that area where all the theatres are. It's um, but I haven't been to like the River or the or the um, the Palace or any of that yet. Um, but I did, uh, I did get a second job offer today, so that was cool. Hey, that's so, all right. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. So I've got this, um, I've got this one job. I'm starting tomorrow. I'm I'm working at a pub, uh, pretty near to me. It's it's kind of cool. It's it's a little little divey. I used to go there when I was like a student, like in my early twenties. They do 
uh, live bands, live DJs. Uh, it's two floor pub, so that should be pretty fun. I'm starting there tomorrow. Wow, you start I, like literally during the day because right now, I mean, uh, I start tomorrow night. So it's okay. actually I, I've been struggling today with because yesterday was my first sort of day doing this crazy schedule, starting these shows at three a.m. Um, but I'm I should be adjusting now because obviously this is night two of doing doing these podcasts late, and then tomorrow I'm working. And the bar closes at 2 a.m. So I'll be getting home, be getting out around 3, be getting home around 4. Uh, so I'll be on a similar schedule tomorrow. So I'm working there tomorrow night and Saturday night. And then next week I start at, a, uh, at this kind of brand new golf club sort of place. It's, um, it's kind of like, have you heard of Top, Top Golf? Where there's like the driving ranges and it's like, like kind of party golf sort of stuff. Uh, um, I'm sure there's similar... Things yeah, here, there, like there's there's golf, top so. golf in in Canada. Um, it's like yeah, driving range, but there's something over here, a kind of similar sort of uh, place, and it's it's only three months old and a really fancy, nice new bar. So I'm going to be the bartender there. So um, all right, filling up my week with work. So hopefully I can get a bit out of this uh, pandemic shaped hole in my bank account pretty soon. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, so p- feeling pretty positive. I've been here. Uh, it'll be it's been a week, a week today since I arrived. So uh feel good, sort of settling in. Um they know that I'll be I'll be leaving them in a few months to go back. Uh but yeah, it seems like there's quite a bit of craziness going on in, in Ontario right now. So I, I think I kinda made the the right choice to sort of come over here when I did. Yeah, yeah, there was uh, some craziness going on in Ottawa and now they're saying it's gonna uh, maybe take over Toronto coming up with this like truck convoy and people against COVID and there's vaccinations and unvaccinations and all. I'm just, I'm just so over like COVID. Like I have no time to, if that's what you're protesting about, like, nah, I, I appreciate any side of the, the coin there, but like, I know COVID's still a thing, but you need, y'all need to move on, go out, go for a walk, go hang out with people. Yeah. Don't 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 go hang out with with people with flags that are very inappropriate. That's that's my I mean, stance on it. So over, yeah, th- yeah. That's the thing. It, it's often, um, yeah, protest for stuff by all means, but it's when it like it's disgu- it's hate disguised with all these these reasons. You know, it's like you're not. Are you really fighting for the thing you're saying you're fighting for? Because why the fuck are there Nazi flags? You know. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, like, that's, Again, that's I see, disgusting. I, I see, I see all sorts of different views, and I understand every sort of view. But once you bring in people with those kinds of flags and stuff, then that's when I definitely like. Well, if you're roping yourself in with that group of people, maybe you're not. <laughs> maybe you're not on the right side. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's here nor there, really. But yeah, it hasn't affected me. We're we're kind of a little bit of away from where that's supposed to take place because uh, we meet with the BDE towers in Toronto, but we're like near the we're right near the cn tower so we're kind of away from that actually because they're going to be going to like the government queen's park or whatever here in toronto so like that's all right but i'll be working all this week as well so i won't really be seeing any of the craziest hopefully Uh, i just i just don't care like yo if you got time off why are you spending it doing this it's freezing it's literally snowing right now (laughs) what do you why would you do that why would you why would you go outside like i get it you know fight for your right but there's a lot of other rights that needed to be fought, fought for in the past few years. And I feel like 100% right now isn't the right ones, but welcome to our Ted talk. You thought you got a dynamite review. Boom. Here we are dropping, dropping knowledge. Don't take us off Spotify. Please, please don't. 
Um, so you're doing all right there. Yeah. For anyone, we get some people in the Twitch chat right now. They're saying, wait, did Davey leave? He left Canada? No. He's just on a little uh, excursion. Yeah, yeah. This young boy is on excursion to London and... It's going to come back, though. So you're going to come back, yeah. and we'll have a wicked, we'll have a ripping summer. We have I'll some be back. Things- yeah. But, Braden, I, I've, been, I, I've been swiping right over here, and, okay. dude, dude I've got to go back. You coming uh, no, back? No, no, no offense to British girls, but uh, some offense to British girls. They, they ain't doing it for me over wow. here, Braden. Wow. Wow. Shots <laughs> fired at. Do they have bangs? Is that why? You know I don't like bangs, yeah. Uh, that, that is true. Uh, no, just, uh, I don't know. I, I prefer my, I prefer my, uh, Canadian girls, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're unlike AEW, you are very, uh, diverse, uh, as some would say. <laughs> I, I, I am pretty diverse. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I will, uh, we'll have you back soon. I mean, Hey, if anyone's wondering, wow, these guys are grinding hard. One guy's not even there anymore, but we do it via zoom. It's fun mm. time. We still do, are going to do these every Tuesday. We record up next on Tuesday night and then Wednesdays we do this show. But of course, if you want to support the BD, you want to support the boys, patreon.com slash up next is where you can for only five bucks because we just did the up next rumble, which had extinctor or whatever the guy's name is, that luchador dude who showed up. I don't, did you book him? You booked him. Extinctor. Yeah, you uh, yeah, he he was he was he was on the cheap side to be honest. So yeah. I, I thought so. Yeah, uh, we it, also had, it went gang- it went Trent's mom Sue Extinctor. Yeah, yeah, Gangrel was after that. Gangrel was way after that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out if you ever want to hear Gangrel talk about his favorite vampires, tune into the Up Next Rumble. Uh, no, but so many things happened at the Up Next Rumble, and again, check out the video replay or the podcast. But highly okay. recommend the video. Can I can I just reveal a bit of a uh like a behind the scenes secret to the up next rumble? Yeah, yeah. Um we we got big leagued, Braden. We did. Um we we were met we had we had the the Spanish announcer uh enter as a as a surprise guest. We had We're giving away a, all our surprises, but if you love us this much, you should have already watched it by now. Yeah. And I think you would have understood that we also in our up next rumble had Spanish announcer icon Hugo. We we had Hugo Savinovich, <laughs> and uh, well, I thought as as you said, Brayden, we're very diverse. We we can't have a Spanish announcer and not have a, uh, a kind of North American announcer. But he big leagued us. We were meant, meant to have Kevin Kelly enter That's the right. up next rumble. Right. So so maybe next year we'll we'll work on on double K and hopefully get him. In up next rumble and Chris Charlton <laughs> and Chris Charlton yeah. <laughs> in the rumble next year. I'll get Pollock on the case. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Go check it out again. All the praise to everyone involved, including you, Davey and, and Dickie bird. Cause Holy shit. That was so much fun. But uh, not only that show, I mean, watching that show on our Twitch and YouTube replays are free, but on the Patreon. Yeah. We have so many podcasts in the back catalog, like 400 shows of all different types of wrestling podcasts, movie podcasts. But this month we have so many more best match ever HBK. Uh, we got no way out 2002. We got a super brawl in there. We got was next retro NXT. We just recorded a was next that's out this week. Featuring the crowning of the first ever NXT women's champion. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then we also just did a Rumble 2000 review. 
Uh, and then what do we have? What do we have? What do we have else this week? Holy, we have oh uh, rush hour, yeah. So rush hour, crazy yeah, rush hour with Jake from the Windy City, yeah. buddy cops. Hell yeah! So let, let listen to us talk about our love for Jackie Chan. It's pretty much a Jackie Chan love fest, and I'm always around for that. So that's uh, an awesome show that's going to be out this week as well. So so many cod some cod pass. That'd be that that's backwards. So cod many cod pasts. Cod. That, cod. that could be our if we ever do a like Podcast. a fish fish. I am podcast, Portuguese, and be. cod is quite prevalent in like our you know cod is. I mean fish and chips over here, right? Yo, cod. it's either wow. cod or haddock. And... Would that be our tag team name in the Up Next Mania when we form to win the the cod, cod... pastors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cod casters. No, the cod and cod and chips. Yeah, that would be that would be all right. Uh, fish and lit connection i don't know <laughs> but yeah uh so so many podcasts out there on the patreon it's only five bucks guys that's how you support us that's what we do for a living and we appreciate all our listeners and and just you listening to this show and checking us out and everyone on twitch because i see uncle d is in the twitch chat and i i am a i'm a a buddy of his since he's a listener and we've gone back and forth for quite a long time he, he has said something in the chat I got to read out here because you know we're all about love and respect here. Uncle D has uh, lost his his pal, his dog, has recently passed away. So I oh, want to no. pour one out for Chunk, who was not in the, the, the most recent tailgate, but was in a tailgate before that. So shout out Chunk, the dog. Uncle oh, D, we love I'm you. I'm sorry. Uncle yeah, D? We, know, we, we love you, dude, and we love Chunk. So shout out Chunk. Um, but... Damn. Shout out pets as well. Pets That's what pets. I'm. Yeah, we got to segue yeah. into you know. Shout out just, shout out just having pets, no matter what you got. A, a parakeet. Well, I mean, a bit of a bad segue, but if we're pouring one out, uh, pour one out for the money. Wow, yeah, yeah, we're going to not not quite not the the parents' family pet or whatever. I don't know what it what it would be called. There's no segue to this. At all, mm. but yeah, I know you want to talk about Shane McMahon. <laughs> I, it, I I I regret not packing my jersey. That's yeah, you I'll didn't say. you didn't uh, you didn't pack your jersey to the UK. Damn! So that means it's in the house. That means I could go put it on right now. Mm. But yeah, I, again, like crazy twenty four hours. Um, Shane McMahon, like there were reports, and obviously uh, Way and Andrew Thompson covered it in quite quite a lot of detail on today's Daily News Show on post wrestling. Uh, which you can check out on their YouTube uh, post wrestling, but um, Shane McMahon apparently quietly being released. He was in the he was had kind of big plans for Elimination Chamber and for, for WrestleMania itself. Uh, rumors of him perhaps uh, feuding with Austin Theory, which would have made sense considering Vince's kind of. Um, I don't like to use the word grooming him, but yes, in in on Raw right now. So that would have made a lot of sense. Rumors that maybe feuding with Seth Rollins, um, him taking a lot of the brunt for the poor reception to the Men's Rumble and hmm. uh, taking some heat backstage with him being kind of super Shane, being in the final four and all that. Um, yeah, very, very odd. And I'm sure we're going to hear there's going to be a lot more news coming out on that topic, but um oh i know you're upset when he's your guy when your own when your own son no i i just can't wait to to for him to go to aew to to be with his friends you know um <laughs> the mean street posse i i mean come on it 
Orange Cassidy, Shane McMahon is is a match I want to see, up. no? Yeah. Uh, Joey Janela's already tweeted at him, like, um, I'm not big on GCW, but a Shane McMahon, nah, Joey you're Janela, buying or, that. Don't even or Shane McMahon, Nick Gage, yeah, yeah. come on, yeah, take Shane, my money. Shane McMahon, Nick Gage is definitely what we need to come get on. to. Shane McMahon, Shibata, Shane McMahon, Ishii, there's tons of... Tons Shane of McMahon in the G1? Shane McMahon in the G1. Shane, I mean, Shane come McMahon on, I, I take him over. I take him over. Fucking um, <laughs> bad luck, Farley or Toriano. Uh, a Shane McMahon G1 run. Jesus, wow, that would be, be incredible. Shane McMahon, incredible. Yeah, Shane McMahon versus Grand Metallic. Obviously, uh, just so many different. All the dream matches. It. Wow. We, we need. I, I think we need to start off with. Um, you know, kind of the 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 open door uh, TNT title, Sammy Guevara, Shane McMahon, maybe to start things off, and then you can you can segue that into another feud, and then and then yeah, come the summer, uh, yeah. Uh, but correct, like even even your own son isn't safe in your company. Wow, um, crazy. Well, he, I did think it was silly that he was what he was like fighting. He was what boxing with Matt Riddle. And yeah. and he gets the best of him in a punch fest. It's like no, you don't even know how to punch. Uh, yeah. What do you do? Like what? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's w- really weird, though. I mean, remember he went away for a long time and then he came back. So I yeah, always just was, that's was it <laughs> WrestleMania we last saw him against Braun? No, but like thinking back, remember there was such a big hiatus where he was oh not, the last yeah okay yeah he wasn't there for a long long time. So but like, yeah, he's, he did. He's been back since 2016 now. Yeah, I mean, this is, I've said it on the show before where it's like Nick Khan's always, well, hey, good morning, Vince. So, uh, how much do you actually love Steph? How much do you actually love, uh, Paul there? It's like, what? Yeah. You're just going to cut anyone that's got your son. I always refer to that tweet, though. I don't know who's in charge of Vince McMahon's tweet, but Twitter, but whenever he, people always pull up that old tweet. You know what I'm talking about, where it's like, the where it- birthday Triple H to the, the, the cerebral assassin, the king of, of kings, yeah, the king of things, one of the best my in the business. My son-in-law, proud my to be son-in-law. My I'm so proud of this guy. You know, happy birthday, Triple H. And then it's like Triple H, the Rock, and John Cena, isn't it? Where it's yeah. just these glowing, like this, this glowing tweet. tweet. And then it's like HB Shame at Man. <laughs> happy birthday, Shame. And it's like, yo, dog, that's your kid, bro. So like, really, really odd. Uh, but if if Shame, if I'm Shane McMahon, yo. Do GCW, do all that wild shit. Why the fuck wouldn't you? It'd be so funny. But I have a feeling he would uh, I, not I doubt do that. It, but, but there yeah. goes the money. Damn. But he could, you know, he could talk to uh, Freddie Prince. He could talk to Macaulay Culkin. Are you changing your uh, tone on my wild? You... Paul... Well, no, sorry. You Freddie made fun Prince of it. Jr. and Macaulay Culkin. I don't know. But now you've got the money involved. Now you've got Shane. That'd be good. And then, and then we just need the mind of. Of Paul Levesque, get him there. Yeah. Uh, the four-man power trip could take bro, on wrestling. Could be bro, the third you're not, brand. You're, like now, you're seeing it. Now you're seeing it. For anyone who listened to was it worst of show where we talked about some likely unlikelies, I made this wild prediction that Macaulay Culkin and Freddie Prince Jr. would somehow get involved in wrestling. What I did not know is that two weeks later, Freddie Prince Jr. would launch his own wrestling podcast. So I was like, okay, this guy is back in the wrestling world. Now Shane McMahon could be out. <laughs> he is out. Triple H could be out, bro. Terror Rising is going to join with Mac Culkin and Freddie Pete Jr. and Shane McMahon. And 
damn, it's going to be the new uh, four horsewomen, horsemen of wrestling. There could be a whole fed with those people. I don't know. I'm not a huge Shane fan, but he he does entertain me. I mean, his best match is still with Kurt Angle, right? Yes. We've never done a best match ever, Shane. Now would be a good time. If we if this news came out before Ooh. we made this before if we made this the schedule, news came out two days ago. Yeah, literally two days ago, we probably would have made Ooh. it best match ever, Shane. McMahon. I mean, we we could we could call an audible. I mean, guys, I, would you? I do love add it to, What's what's the month after this? March. We could just add it to March. Money March. We could add it to March, or shall we just shall we bump Sean? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, you have my word and my axe that uh, and my money. That Shane McMahon, best best match ever, Shane McMahon in March. How about that? Yeah, right. I'm down. Totally okay. down. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll have to we'll have to do wow, that. Wow, we've we've got our I think we're we're not gonna reveal fill them, but we've got our two two best match ever's already lined up for March. That's good. That takes a lot of stress off at the end of the month when Fuck, when racking the other our brains one? of what to do. What's the other uh one? shall I just say it? Yeah, I don't remember As what you take a sip. Yeah, Steiner Brothers, right? Oh yeah, we were going to do that for yeah, Rick's yeah. birthday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that could be that could be it. That could be wild too. Uh, so again, Patreon. We do so many of these best match ever and stuff. Go check it out. So many podcasts. But yeah, Shane McMahon. Interesting. You love him. I'm going to have to dig out your jersey. Where right. is it? I'm going to put it on. Uh, it's in I think my brown drawer. All like right, I'm going to find one. it. Yeah, you're going to put it on. Rocket starts skipping around the house. Money, baby. Yeah. Oh, Honestly, if you're ever in a bad mood, just put on that jersey, play play here comes the money and skip around and everything's okay again. It, it was it got I, me through the last two years, Braden. When did you wear the jersey and I wore my Blue Jays jersey so we looked like we were legit like tag team? Was it up next summer? I think we were rocking. Some I think shit? so, yeah. yeah. Something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, Survivor I had it with series? the with the up next summer tank, I think. Survivor series. Which yeah, you can yeah, get yeah. from pro wrestling slash up next. Hey, pro wrestling tees were all over this show again. I got to, I saw Scrump in the crowd. Shout out Scrump. I was in Chicago again. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that they didn't sell as well as before, but it's definitely sounded like it sold out pretty well here. Was there any other news before jumping into uh, AEW? I know Brian Kendrick news was kind of the thing. Shane McMahon was kind of the thing, but I'm, I'm kind of blanking. I know Sami Zayn resigned with WWE. That was a thing as well. He's yeah with the jackass crew. Um, I'm well, there was all the we didn't get any kind of surprise returns today. I think that was something maybe being talked around because we did have uh, that that certain wave of releases. Um, their th- uh, their ninety days were up today, so you had the likes of uh, what um, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, uh, Ember Moon, Mia Yim, Tegan Knox. Um, I mean, I I think. Um, yeah, it would be interesting. I think Keith Lee, uh, sorry, Karen Cross, there's been sort of vignettes already on uh, MLW, I believe, like the Hourglass and stuff. Um, Keith Lee is someone obviously would love to see in AEW. Um, but I, I wonder, I, like personally, I'd kind of like to see him do sort of the the six months just going around everywhere first, just get those, get those kind of uh, cool matches in on the, on the indies or like the, the New Japan Strong, I think there's um, there's a few people in Impact I'd like to see him face, like Josh Alexander, who was mentioned tonight. You've got some big lads over there who I think he'd have killer matches with, like Moose, like uh, Jonah, like Steve Macklin. And maybe in six months, if AEW isn't quite as 
as bloated and we're, we're kind of maybe a bit more bored of the shiny new toys they've always already got a keith lee could could really spice things up in AEW. but i think the women who are who are available now could really uh really shake up the women's roster in AEW because uh that that roster is definitely improving um but i think they could could use like a tegan Knox in there or um an ember moon yeah, no, 100%. Ember, Tegan Knox. I, I do want to see Keith Lee in AEW, 100%. But I think you're right. Like, maybe letting it kind of... There's a lot going on there right now mm. that they maybe would have jumped. You know they would have pulled Ali into this crowd here tonight because it's Chicago where he's from. But I, I do think maybe eventually he will leave. Es- essentially, if he's saying all these things, then it's like... Either it's a it's a work and he's trying to get something over again, but he has been creative with his his angles and his character work and stuff in the past. But I mean, I would like to see him. Uh, this one wrestle other people. Yeah, this one very much feels like with you know when Pack um, wanted his release from WWE and they wouldn't give it to him. Like there's, I don't think there's any way we're seeing uh, Ali wrestle in appear in WWE get until his contract's expired i think they're just going to let him sit at home until it's it's over or they finally acquiesce uh but he's he's a top top talent and could be a a top guy anywhere i think he's he's great on the mic i think his um uh, i think just his cause as well is is great and something to get behind he just seems like a genuinely like really great guy and on top of all of it is fucking awesome in the ring so I'd be really excited when when Ali is finally free. Free Ali. Free Ali. Free Ali. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on with all these freed wrestlers and stuff. There's so many people on the like market there that are could be creating a whole fed and, and stuff. But yeah. Uh, I wish I wish uh Canada here, Toronto specifically was more open up and I wish the pandemic still wasn't a thing because I think the indies would be thriving. WWE snatched up everything and then now released them all back into the wild when the wild isn't too good, at least in certain parts. I mean, in the States, it looks like they're doing fine. Look at GCW and all that stuff. But there's totally other markets that are quite not accessible. And that's why AEW continues to go back to the markets they keep going to. Chicago does well, so they go. They got CM Punk, the poster boy, Ferris Bueller Mm. of wrestling. And he makes people go to the shows right so it's it's they won't come here for a long time sadly to toronto and then same with the uk would but wouldn't it be cool one day they will and it will be awesome it will be so cool yeah. the fans will be so hungry for it all the toronto people they'll be drunk we'll be chanting go leafs go and then when they go to the uk all you guys will be doing your singing songs and stuff it'll be great and we'll rejoice and everyone will be like wow remember when they only did daily's place in chicago <laughs> remember those days yeah one day one day the pandemic definitely uh got them stuck there but it's okay let's talk about some aew one last tonight. quick plug oh, yeah, uh, yeah. is uh brand new shot in the dark is available on this very feed john ceno um or 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 maybe maybe uh you know i mean Davey, mm, you know you're, re- you're really good at you're really good at botching things lately so don't uh <laughs> <laughs> hey there's there's no record of that ever happening it didn't happen. Wow. Didn't happen. Wow. Uh, have to be there. Uh, but yes, a brand new shot in the dark uh, where John Ceno covers 
all the shows you may not have watched in the last week in 15 minutes or less, talking about New Japan Strong, uh, Impact, NXT UK, 205 Live, main event, all of them. Uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah, honestly, it's 15 minutes or less. It's on this very feed of podcasts, and he fills you in on everything if you are a completist. He also lets you know what you should check out if you're into checking out some cool matches, which he does uh, pick out the gems. And I always tell him, if Taz sings, you got to talk about it. At you got to talk about at it. At least a minute of your show needs to be that. And it's a 15 minute There is show. a new Botchamania. I don't know if you've seen it yet. <sighs> I got to put it on later tonight. That, I that's our thing. More. That's yeah. our thing we normally do. We usually yeah. watch that, and now we can't. So you watch it and let me know what you liked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think now we should get into right. Dynamite, right? All right, cool. Well, uh, no Brian Kendrick here tonight. They changed the match that everyone was kind of excited uh, to talk about. I mentioned it, no Brian Kendrick so instead, John Moxley is going to start off here going up against Wheeler Yuda. He's joined by Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. The new oh, yeah. newly signed Danhausen. So he's with the best friends, he's with Chaos, is he? What what's going on here? <laughs> Yeah, I JR mean, seemed thrilled to see him. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, if you watched last, do you watch last week? So you saw the debut of Danhausen. Uh, shout mm. out! Uh, I forgot to mention last week. Cino joined me for up next, but shout out Cassidy from Body Slam from uh, BD Elite last week. But yeah, the debut on Dynamite uh, was Danhausen cursing Adam Cole, and out comes this guy. It's totally like a a comedy kind of gimmick here, uh, but he's pretty funny. So Mox, the last time we saw Mox versus Yuta, he murdered him in like 60 seconds. Yeah. So I wasn't too thrilled about the, the re- basically the replacement of a pretty cool matchup. And I understand, again, I understand why, but the, the I, I don't know, part of me was like, this is the match we get. But you know what? Wheeler Yuta, he can go, man. I think he can. He has a cool yeah, look. Yeah, I mean, he's, get, I- he's getting there. I think it was more a sense of, and obviously the the, the post match that we'll talk about in a little bit, it kind of makes more sense that Wheeler Yuta was there. But I I think as a last minute replacement, I think um, you have already got a story there where Wheeler Yuta was absolutely humiliated in their last match. So so you see him wanting maybe a bit of redemption from that squash uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like an, a step up. Like he's evolved. He's gotten to a next level, which Moxley tries to kill him early on, but Yuta gets out of a few holds and counters a lot of Moxley's stuff. Eventually, he Moxley hits him with an X-Plex for a near fall and then a Texas-style pile driver, um, kind of like uh, Terry Funk does, like the stalling one, but Yuta kicks out. There's then an STF by Mox, but eventually Yuta gets out of it. There's then some strikes from Wheeler here, and then a cross body to the outside, which was, he got a lot of height on there. Back in the ring, Wheeler hits him with a German suplex, and then what I I used to use, I swear, in like Here Comes a Pain or something, it used to be called Judgment Slam. It's like an angle slam, but I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of who else does this move, but it looks pretty cool, but Moxley kicks out of it. I think... Brian Cage did something similar to Moxley then fights back and hits him with a series of strikes and starts doing almost the Danielson elbows like to Mm -hmm. the neck and to the side of the head. And then eventually hits him with the paradigm shift and puts it to bed. But Moxley beats Yuta in again, not quite as exciting when they said this was the 
the replacement of a kind of a match that definitely had a lot of us excited. But Wheeler, I still think in kind of the early beginnings of uh, hopefully a promising career, like definitely shows some, some, some fight. Yeah, I mean, I did enjoy like uh, how it looked like uh, Yuta had kind of learned from his mistakes last time. Just the very opening of the match with him sort of trying to jump the bell and get uh, the advantage on Moxie earlier. Um, I kind of, I kind of liked that. Um, I mean, you're like Brian Kendrick wasn't going to beat Mox. Like it, that's the thing. It's whoever they had in this match. You know, Mox was going to go over. So really, you're only going to have someone on the level of a, a Wheeler Utah because you might want to save some other things for something a little bigger down the line. Um, the match was fine, but it you you know where it's going. You, it's you know Mox is winning. There's not a hope in hell that Wheeler Utah was winning this. I did like uh, Mox did a little callback to his early Dean Andro- Ambrose days where he hit the um, it was his original version of the Dirty Deeds, which is now what. Um, LA Knight's using with the like the headlock right, into the right, front right, DDT yeah. hit it on the apron and I was like oh I haven't seen him do that since his like his US title run right at the beginning of the shield uh, so that was pretty cool um, but yeah just easy win from Mox here um, but it's yeah. what happens after which was a bit more interesting for me yeah yeah like again no no disrespect to Yuta like he's definitely coming along and and he is because even from the last time I'm like oh it's kind of cool storyline and now he's got more spunk and and fought out of the thing uh you know Mox saw Seth come out in the shield gear so he had to hit a shield era do a callback move yeah I I was wondering if it was kind (laughs) of that because we haven't seen him do that move for so long so I was just a bit interested and I also like how this match went a bit longer they've kind of Mox since returning has has won pretty convincingly but his matches have been a little longer as if to kind of show maybe there's a little bit of of rust there from his his sort of a uh, couple of months off right well after the match he cel- Moxley's in the ring alone celebrating when someone comes into the ring to kind of just stand there and stare at Moxley and that man is Brian Danielson they have a face to face in the middle of the ring Danielson has a microphone. I love Danielson's look here. Brian was rocking the white tee, of course. And what, just Adidas, like, tracksuit sweatpants? Yeah. <laughs> he's he's balling. This guy's a pro. He looks he, great. Yeah, he does. He He's in the ring. He's got a mic. He says, hey, everybody here in Chicago, do you want to see us fight? And the crowd erupt. I, I erupted. I want to see these guys fight. Well, I wanted to fight you. But since you've come back, John, you're the new John Moxley. And I saw you. I saw you back then. I saw you. And ever since, I've wanted to test you. But I've watched you. I've watched you as AEW champ. And you were the best AEW world champ. And he says, if you had support around you, you would still be AEW champ. So we should fight together. He says... Uh, here's the deal. What's going on with AEW? He, and then he kind of runs down all this like silly stuff that's going on. And then he mentions that there's the TNT champion who who vlogs. He shouldn't be champion. He's a vlogger. And goes off. Did he mention Hangman as well? as the AEW Yeah, he champion? says we've got uh, – there's no reason why a millennial cowboy should be AEW champ. 
Why is there a dude dressed as a dinosaur running around with the tag team titles? And we've got a a vlogger, a vlogger uh, as the TNT. You know, champ. he went. What, where was it when he ripped on Sammy for being a vlogger? Was that on a dynamite, or was that on the online uh, thing? No, I think it was. We we watched Sammy's vlog, didn't we? Did we watch and Sammy's was, vlog? Yeah, we watched Sammy's yeah. vlog and. Danielson and they were like, hey, Danielson, do you want to do that? And he's just like, no, why are we, why are you doing this? No, no, you're right. It was a, there was an interview or something somewhere. Yeah. But then we've seen him on Sammy's vlog where he's like, yeah, he no, it. no, yeah. this is stupid. He was like, why are you spending your time doing this? You should be like kicking people. Doing like more that. worthwhile yeah, things. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this guy's like crushing this dude, a vlog. So Danielson says that. He says, Moxley, you should be champion. He says, we together could run this place together. Join me. He says, we could take guys under our wing. And then we got a guy like Wheeler Yuta who's coming out here with jokes like Dan Housen and, and Orange Cassidy. We could take him. What if we took Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty? We could train the future together. Yeah, he's... He does a little dig here as well. He's like, because uh, uh, he's he's saying, yeah, Wheeler Utah with Orange Cassidy and Danhausen, Daniel Garcia hanging around with 2.0, and uh, Lee Moriarty, who's hanging around with Dante <laughs> Martin with his high-flying bull crap, um, just shitting on he's all these guys. But, but picking out guys who are in yeah. sort of more jokey groups or whatever, yeah. or not his style of wrestling. So he's calling out all these names. Like he wants Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty. We could train the future together, Moxley. I know it's a lot on your plate right now. So you don't have to answer me right now, but think about it. It reminded me of Green Goblin in Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> think about it, hero. We could rule this place. But wow, did all of us like uh, super wrestling fans into all the this kind of real gritty style that's been kind of quite popular, especially here. He named all these guys that are like kind of the the ones that everyone's kind of watching. So I mean, imagine let's dream scenario here where that is a faction: Moxley, Danielson, Yuta, Garcia, Moriarty. That sounds insane. I love it, and and therefore it kind of made sense why you had Yuta in this role. I mean, you could have. You could right. have had Moriarty or, or Garcia. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I found this very, very interesting. I liked his his kind of rationale behind it was the only reason you are not AEW champion was because you're you're a loner. You don't have anyone. You wouldn't have been screwed. Like, um, I, I'm blanking yeah. on his name. Don Callis. Don right. Callis wouldn't have got away with what he did if, if you had had friends and people in your corner. And I also like how this can be, um, this is Danielson a little bit more tweener. Still still got that arrogant he's dickish still mean, side. Yeah. He's, a dick. he's still mean, but it's, it's a kind of transition where if you wanted to slowly move him back into a babyface role or more of a babyface with an edge, because the crowd were liking what he was saying. And even he says, he's like, hey, I know you don't like me, but you agree with me. And they're like, yeah, we do. That sounds cool. Um, no, I, I would love to to see this. And obviously, eventually, it would lead to a, a Mox and Danielson match, which sounds great. But I kind of I ho- kind of hope they do run with this with a little bit. And it's not just Mox saying, nah, and we go to the match. I would like to see um, 
a bit of a kind of training camp with with Mox and Danielson leading it and these your kind of your Moriartis, your Garcias and and Utahs uh joining them. I think that sounds that sounds great. Honestly, it sounds awesome. I know that we have to go to Moxley versus Danielson at the pay-per-view at Revolution. Like, come on, that's that's the money match. But before then, you could run Mox versus Garcia or Mox versus Moriarty and Danielson vice versa. Again, I know he's fought some of them, but like you could do these kinds of things to to tease this. Or like if Danielson beats it's kind of like Cora Jade and Raquel on NXT. If Danielson beats Moxley, Moxley's got to join him or or I don't know, something something like that. But in, honestly, Danielson is like look, I I've talked I've talked about some of my favorites. If you watch on Twitch, we have Kenny Omega on our set, but Danielson is just this like next level breed when it comes to this silly thing called pro wrestling because not only does he know the combat sport part of it like the wrestling is crazy there it's so there he's on the nose of it and then when it comes to cutting promo i thought this is maybe if not second best thing on this show was this promo from danielson just like it had my attention as the smart wrestling fan it got your attention but so so awesome he's this bad guy but he's also making sense and everything he said Sounds good and kind of true. It's like he's he's doing what CM Punk was doing, but like who knew that Danielson? I mean, for the past few years in WWE, he's had the chops. But not only is this guy the best wrestler, but his promo is amazing, and he just set up how many programs for how many different people? Yeah, in one promo. Yeah, so also like, amazing. Just just a thought: if if they do go with this five, uh. Blood and Guts last year was in May. You could always do, like, if, if say, you got a Kenny back by then, you know Danielson has an axe to grind with Kenny. You know Mox has an axe to grind with Kenny. Um, you could get yeah, yeah. a few of these younger guys in a in a big main event match. The Bucks in there and Adam Cole and whoever else um, could be pretty good if they wanted to do another Blood and Guts with a, a fresh faction, which isn't the pinnacle or the inner circle again. Um, that could be that could be pretty cool. So yeah, uh, and a nice amount of time to build to something like that. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I'm all yeah. for all the kind of different possibilities coming out of this. Uh, sounds really interesting. It was almost like a, like a movie, like you a, a chapter in some sort of I don't want to say like Mortal Kombat or like Ninja Turtles or something. But he's like, yo, like why aren't we working together? Me and you are not so different. You and like I said, yeah. Spider Man or something. Like it's. It's totally like a movie. Like, look, everyone expects us to fight, but actually, I'm not here to do that. But then you well, end up fighting. It's more the villains talking yeah, to each course. other. It's it's like Catwoman and Penguin, isn't it? Yeah, in, yeah. In, like that kind of Did thing. Did you just compare Danielson and Moxley to Catwoman? No, <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking of like just scenes from movies where yeah. it is the villains. Like, hey, like we both want the same thing here. Why are we against each other? Yeah, no, I dig it. Because he also was like, yo, if you're world champion, then we're world champion. Like, mm. it's fine. So he did say, like, kind of focusing, like, you could be the, the guy of this. So uh, I love this promo. Uh, honestly, Danielson is just, again, next level superstar in this game. He loves wrestling, and he's so good at it. I People can just dream to be someone like this guy. Well, we, we go from that to lots of other stuff on this show. <laughs> yeah can we skip to the main event <laughs> how did we go from that promo again i'm praising that daniels promo and then we go to the next best thing 
which I think we just went from something I absolutely loved to might pos- quite possibly my least favorite segment in AEW history. Is that is that a like okay assessment? Like you could understand where I'm coming from. It's yeah, it's, like uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with you. Uh, I I think there have been other contenders, um, but I I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue with anyone who said that this was okay. the worst segment. It's got to be up there. Like, at me, but what's the worst segment in Dynamite or AEW history? Because this one, for me, was up there. We go to Brandy Rhodes. That's right. Brandy is back. Everything's better with a shot of Brandy. She comes out. She's got the Chicago crowd already booing her. She says, it's great to be back here in Chicago. Well, she doesn't say that. She says, it's great to be back here in Cleveland when they boo her and she says oh it's the same thing Cleveland Chicago whatever and she kind of starts talking but she's interrupted by Dan Lambert who comes out with the men of the year and Lambert says that you have a reality show but you really need a reality check that you and your husband are the biggest heels in the business and you don't even know it and then mentions how her attitude or her accent flips when she comes out here talking about those promos, whenever she's saying the word bitch, she does that a lot, mm. that Brandy. Um, and then when Lambert says that, Ethan Page starts to laugh. So Brandy says, I don't know why you're out here laughing, Ethan Page. We only used you to get to Josh Alexander. I mean, this to me was the only the only good line in this. So I'm like, yeah, okay, that's all right. <laughs> So half the crowd is like, I don't know who that is. And the other half are like, oh, okay, that was pretty good. Um, yeah. So the crowd just start taking over the segment and just start chanting, shut the fuck up to, I, mm-hmm. I want to say Brandy, but also to Lambert, to be fair. So just shut the fuck up chants are ringing out. Uh, Brandy then gains control and says, hey, Lambert, uh, American top team, you think you're all that. Well, your best fighter got knocked out by Jake Paul. And then talks about Amanda Nunes, or is that too soon? And then Brandy calls American Top Team. Are you ready for this? This is a this Go is a singer. I know, I know. Right before Dynamite on TBS, Big Bang Theory plays, but Brandy right here says American Top Team, more like American Top Tits, Bazinga. Then they they get on their phones, and they they text someone. So out comes Paige Van Zant. To then try to fight with Brandy as all these random people separate the two and everyone's yelling and swearing. They, they're acting as if it's this huge pull apart between Brandy and Paige Van Zant. as I am laughing and my face is in my palm. And I was, I was in the middle of, I think, cooking dinner when I went, what, 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 what was that? <laughs> Don't forget Lambert brought up the Bulldogs as well. The Bulldogs, yeah. There's a lot of stuff I'm trying to forget from what rewatching, thinking back of watching this. But yeah, uh, the plus, hey, Paige Van Zandt, big fan of her. Glad she's here. But what a terrible, I did not like this. <laughs> there, are, there are so many things um, just confusing and wrong here. First of all, I... I don't hate Brandy like everyone else seems to. I, I do think her, I, I think her delivery is fine. I, I think she's one of the better women on the mic there, but I don't see what her purpose is there, if that makes sense. Um, it's this, this feud already is confusing because you had Dan Lambert pissed off that uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page um, 
haven't been getting TNT title opportunities when other people have, but they've been feuding with Cody, who is adamant that he's not a heel. First of all, I hate using kind of wrestling terms in wrestling promos. Like when I'm watching it, I kind of want to kind of believe that what I'm seeing and seeing someone saying, hey, I'm not going to be a bad guy is just is just weird to me. And using terms like heel and face, it's it it just feels really gross and shitty to me. Brandy, no one no one likes her. This crowd doesn't like her. And she's come out playing the heel with the Hello Cleveland. So she's leaning into the heel side while Cody is adamantly trying to be babyface, but feuding with these two heels, leading to a, a match, I guess. Page what do you mean you guess? You mean Brandy. Davey, I'm sorry to tell you, you are going to pay, what is it, 40, 50 bucks? For Revolution, and part of that's going to be this match. <laughs> I, th- this match won't be on pay-per-view. We'll I don't think. I think this, right. this will be TV. I <laughs> yeah. think this will be TV or a mixed tag, more, more likely. Um, and yeah. yeah, just it's it's confusing. I Dan Lambert is such a clear, obvious heel. Brandy's such a clear, obvious heel. Then, but you're building up a feud with a baby face that no one likes against two heels that people are indifferent about. It's, I, I don't, what what am I to get out of this? And then it's just cringy lines that are, are embarrassing and uh, an awful pull apart. Um, I, I don't know who is putting this on. And and so we, we keep on saying about the, the roster is we're going, yeah, we'd love to see Keith Lee there, but this this roster's pretty bloated. And then we're filling a 15-minute segment with this shit. 100%. I, again, I did not like this segment at all. I, I would love to see Paige Van Zandt in AEW and wrestle and do some more stuff, but definitely not in this role. What, so she can job to Brandy in some weird way? So ridiculous. I, I actually I think I'm so over Dan Lambert. Uh Every time he's he's with different people, he's saying all sorts of different shit. He's using buzzwords. I'm just like, dude, you're good. You're a good talker, and you've done some fun stuff. But you don't need you don't. It's just it's just too much. Uh, too much on the he's, show. He's overused. Yeah, yeah I, I maybe, think. Yeah, I think have him. Um, the the men of the year stuff. We we've been we've been banging on this for for months now. It's not working. But if you want to bring in. A page Van Zant for a special, uh, a special appearance for a match. Sure, have a Dan Lambert come in, but maybe have them come in against a clear babyface who's liked. Have like a, uh, I don't know, a, a Ruby Soho against her or, or someone. But like, it's this has no interest. And Dan Lambert, yeah, it's 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 a lot. He's been on way too much, and there are so many other people we don't see from each and every week. Yeah. Especially like you just did a, t- you, I know you started with a match and then it was a big talking segment and it was an awesome talking segment. And then you cut to this and it's just like, it doesn't make this look any better. It's like, if you air an amazing match and then watch a really bad match, it makes the bad match even more bad than it actually is. Cause you just watched something that was really good. And that was when I just watched Danielson cut that promo. And then I watched Brandy cut a promo. I'm like, what is she doing? Please make it stop. Please Brandy stop, please. So, 
Yeah, I'm not that excited. I'd rather see Paige versus like a Layla Hirsch or something like that, like in a match match, than rather just Brandy and Angles and stuff. When why should we? I, I, I'm I agree with you though. I don't hate Brandy as much as everyone else does. I think it's kind of funny. But then use her that way, and instead you still are, but you're doing this weird. I don't know. You know what Brandy would be great in? Uh, I think Brandy as when you're doing one of those tired authority figure roles in wwe her as a general manager of smackdown where she's she's just a bitch and she's in the sonia deville role i think she she'd be great because she she's very comfortable on the mic i don't think she's bad but there's there's clearly this unlikability factor that people don't want to watch her and especially in a company like aew where it's it's such a focus on on high quality wrestling and she doesn't cut it when it comes to that. And I think people notice, they see her come out and right away they realize not this isn't to build up for someone else. This is to build up for her. Yeah. And and I think that's where you just it's it's turn off right away. 100 percent. Yeah, it's 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 Eva Marie heat. It's just like we just don't. We just don't want to see it. Uh, I don't really yeah. want to see her wrestle. I do think she can get over as a heel. You're right. Maybe that is a, a role down the line or something. But yeah, I hated that. I hated it so much. Uh, then we went to the Hardy family office. Did I say that right? Hardy family office? The uh, Andrade Hardy family office. The oh, HFO. Right. Yeah, that's AFO. AFA. So Afa. the AFA. That sounds like something uh, Chris Elliott's involved with. AFA. Hardy family office. They're backstage with private party. Not backstage. They're in the stairwell as they always are. Hardy family office is so low rent that they're always in the stairwell. They don't even get a locker room. Yeah, yeah. damn. Um, private party. Matt Hardy says they kind of, who was it? Not Quinn let him down, but it's not over yet. There's going to be more opportunities. Andrade shows up. Um, they talk about uh, just ridiculous stuff. Uh, they they mention, I think, Rampage is... Isaiah Cassidy's going to get a title shot at Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. And Cassidy says that I'm taking that title, Sammy, and then I may just take his girl. And then they go, ooh. And then Matt Hardy's like, yo, Andrade, why isn't that kid Darby with us? And Andrade's like, well, uh, sorry, I, I'm trying to get it. You know, he wants more money. I got to get Darby. You know, uh, I'm working on it. And uh, that's the promo. I think that was the best I could do for recounting that the promo i i've got to admit i completely zoned out yeah uh, about halfway through <laughs> Wait, this. during me I'm, saying that or the hardy no, no 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 i was listening to you because i was trying to figure out what happened and by the sounds of it you didn't even really know what happened either. <laughs> no, no, nothing <laughs> no I, I got the match he's disappointed that they lost the tag uh tight title opportunity but yeah this again as you said you you then follow the Brandy segment with this. Brandy is uh, is a turnoff for so many people. And then we go right to Matt Hardy, who is exactly the same. And with these, these people that, uh, I'm sorry, like Private Party and what the Blade was there all in his, in his mask and Bandana. glasses and stuff. Hey, mask up. I, I care about Andrade, but again, can, can you wrestle, please? Can you wrestle? Yeah, Why really are you walking weird. around talking? all the time about um, this kid darby once again there, there are so many sting <laughs> so kid. many 
<laughs> great people on this roster and we feel the need to give these guys time all the time and and also it's it's building to a match I, I think this has been a big problem with with dynamite and rampage recently i rampage especially but but dynamite's guilty of it too you you show me the match and i'm like well isaiah casti isn't winning that at all yeah so what why are we really like sure you can have the match as like a, a buffer match in a show but do we really need to give the time to promote this on TV? Uh, use your darks, your elevations, your your Twitter, your stuff like that, and you can you can air this segment, and you can go, you can do a little throwback as you're doing the entrances, a picture in picture if you want. But we don't need we don't need this on TV. Um, the these guys are not they've they've been around for a while. They're okay. They're they're not really the guys I'm tuning in to watch every week and there's absolutely no way Isaiah Casti is beating Sammy Guevara on Friday. So, and following the last segment, it was, I was, I started getting in a mood because I, I was feeling this show was going the same way as 2.0 was going yesterday where I really enjoyed the opening match yesterday with Imperium and Diamond Mine. I thought that was great. And then like, I, I really enjoyed the opening kind of segment with Danielson and Mox here and then I get Brandy and then I get Matt Hardy and it's just ugh. yeah 100% yeah and it's the Hardy family thing is so stupid they're always people are always hanging out in their stairwells and cutting promos it's like go somewhere else first of all get a little set made or something you can travel mm-hmm. with it just looks weird but yeah I'm so over the Hardy thing and Andrade he wants to hang out with Mr. Stink and his kid Darby. You know, I want to see Andrade thinks because he's he's saying that Darby wants more money. He wants more money. Well, what if he like accidentally thinks he's got Darby signed to Hardy family office, but he he gets him confused with Danhausen. Yeah. So he yeah. brings him into the thing, and Danhausen's just like, "Oh yes, 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 very Hardy, very Hardy." Very that, that would be pretty fam- funny. Family, very family, very family. Um, well, we go for or that. even you know you get the the kid sometimes at ringside who's who always cosplays. As, I don't know what city it's in, but there's one city where there's a kid at front row who always cosplays as Orange Cassidy. Yes, just get get him. <laughs> I got this kid Sting, Sting's kid, Darby. Like, Sting's kid. no, no, that's that's a twelve year old Andrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we go to our next segment, our next match. It's the House of Black. The is it the Kings of Black or is it the Kingdom it's the, of Black? The Kings of Black. What? The Kings of Black. Who? Well, I believe they're the Kings of the Black Throne. The Kings um, of the Black Parade. representing the House of Black, but they were also identified as the Knights of the Black Throne. The, so the, they identify as the Knights who say "ni." The Black yeah. Knights, the King, the Black Knights, Kings of the Rounds, Black Table. From the House of Black. In the House of Black. In the House. Yeah. Welcome to my uh, house. Spooky Tattoo Men is way easier. Way easier. Spooky Tattoo Let's Men. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah Spooky worked. Tattoo Men. The metal guys. Yeah. Uh, well, the Kings of Black, what, are going to face Pack and Penta. Now, Pack comes out. He's got the dare. It's still Daredevil Pack, Stick Pack, where he's got the bandana around his eyes. 
and uh, Zero Miedo. Of course, Alex is there too. We get um, Penta and Pat kind of in control early on, and then Pat kind of reveals that, yes, he can in fact see now. He's healed. He's cured. He was doing the, the daredevil thing where yeah. kind of he, uh, I think... Black went for a clothesline and he kind of just went down to his knee to duck it and then did his his handspring yeah. and kick combo and all that. And you're like, whoa. So you can I was see. thinking he was going to do the whole match like this. Yeah, I thought he was going to do it. I thought he, was gonna... he asked Jake Roberts for tips on how to wrestle in blindfolds. Mm. Uh, so there's then Penta who does a flying leg drop to the balls at one point during picture in picture. Penta gets beat down on, but when he, we come back, there's, he fights back with a sling blade Pat comes in, there's a series of kicks to Al- uh, Malachi Black, but he returns the favor with some bicycle knees and pump kicks as well. Pack fights back with a huge snap brain buster for a near fall. There's then a tope sent on from Penta. And then uh, there's there's all sorts of, um, I have, oh, the black mist from Malachi Black into Penta's face, which then allows him to get hit with the, the like, Flapjack into the power slam combo. Dante's Inferno is what they call it, but looks pretty cool. Kind of like Braun Breaker kind of does for the I win. I think it's the, isn't it the Viking experience that yeah, uh, they used to do Viking Raiders do? Yeah. Uh, do they still call themselves that? They're the Viking Raiders and the Viking experience is their move because you've yeah. got to experience it, right? Yeah, yeah, true. Well, Penta and Pack experience a loss to the kings or the kingdom of the Black Throne, the Black Parade. They, the spooky goth dudes win. And uh, yeah, Penta got sprayed in the face. So Pack got out of it. He didn't get taken over by the symbiote Black Mist that can take mm. over. He, he healed away from it. I was expecting maybe Pack not even to actually wrestle and turn on Penta, but instead he wrestled... But now Penta sprayed in the face, so maybe he'll turn evil or something. I don't know what's going on. Is Julie Hart in this group? I don't know. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, all four of these guys are, are great, but this this has been a feud that's built up for quite a while, and where technically there was nothing wrong with it, I didn't really feel any kind of heat or excitement in this match at all. It was just a bit by the numbers for me, and... And like we're all say, saying about, oh, is, is Julia Hart starting to turn bad? Is, is Pat going to join them? And now we're saying the same about Penta. But they really haven't fed into that at all, apart from the fact we've seen them wear a, a, an eye patch. It's, I'm a bit tired of it already. Uh, and I, I feel it needs to move a bit forward because this, this tag didn't really blow me away by any means. And no, I didn't. Really it could for, do. Yeah. It could, and and I'm getting to the point now where I'm losing interest in the eventual Pack and Malachi Black match, which I assume we'd get. So I don't think I really care too much. It, I I think they've left it a little bit too long for me. No, no, it, it's it's totally fair. Like I'm a big fan of everyone involved in this match, and it still kind of felt. It's a little weird. It's like all these guys are really good at the wrestling and therefore we're still focusing on more so the gimmick and the the character. I mean, this was a match and there wasn't much of an angle or vignettes or anything but that we normally see, but still it had this, the miss and stuff. I I feel like they're they're kind of keeping all of these guys on their their back burner set. Like they got a whole set of back burners mm. here in AEW of just guys that eventually 
we just got to strap the rocket to and it works. So it's like they got a few of those. Like they did it with Miro where it's like, hey, Miro, you're going to talk about video games for a little while until we want you to excel and go into that role. So I feel like these guys are still in that thing. And maybe they're just working some kinks out as well. But you know what? If if Revolution is packed versus black, then that sounds pretty cool. Like just do the match and it'll be fine. Less of the spooky stuff. The spooky stuff is cool because they still look so badass when they come out with that entrance. But yeah, I know what you mean. But it totally feels like they're just being they're just being chill. They're just chilling. They're not doing. They're not really making it a main thing. It, it's, there's a lot it's going not on. moving forward every yeah, week, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. just it's okay. Someone else gets misted, but we haven't really seen the effects of what the mist is. It, it seems like you just have bad eyesight for a couple of weeks and then you're good. And I and I think yeah, we've all been theorizing. Oh, maybe it's. It's as you said, the symbiote. It's going to infect you or whatever. We we really haven't seen that, and no. and maybe that would be cooler if they did. Like I I think they're half hearting it. You you either want to go full throttle with the spooky shit, or or just bring it back and have great matches. And they're kind of like treading the line in the middle, and it's not really interesting me either side. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm interested to see where we go with it, but it's still a little too slow they're the metal guys but it's a little too sludge metal right now we go to adam cole he says hey brandon are you filming good he says despite what you've heard this week i am still undefeated in singles action my record reflects that so orange cassidy may have beat him last week but doesn't count because it was lights out you know silly gimmicks he says if i have to hear that orange beat me one more time i will slap anyone in the mouth some some point now, everyone's going to see the new Adam Cole. Well, this Friday on Rampage, I fight Evil Uno. I'm going to hurt him, and I'm going to beat him. And then I'm going to let the world know what is next for Adam Cole. So he's going to fight Evil Uno, and he's going to hurt him and beat him. Baby. I, I hope he does something really, like slices his throat or something. Jesus. <laughs> it, no, but I mean, the way he's building this up, you know, he's hurt. like, he's doing this. I didn't lose that match and you're going to see a new me when I beat Evil Uno. And you're like, well, okay. And yeah. again, it's it's another match on Rampage where it's like, hmm, I wonder who's winning that one. Um, so I, I think I think I'm hoping you see maybe um, maybe him do kind of the stuff that Mox was doing, uh, you know, before he went away for a bit where he either just destroys this guy in in a minute or 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 beats him and then continue, like rips the mask, bloodies him up. I think I think he needs to do something pretty pretty cruel to poor well, Uno. I, well, I think he's also going to cut a promo after and say like I want a title shot or something along. It's basically what yeah. happened to Britt. Britt lost the lights out match and then somehow weaseled her way into the title shot and then won the title. And yeah. I feel like Adam Cole's going to kind of do the similar story or something with Hank. Who is who is the champion by the way right now? For AEW World Champion? Yeah, who's the AEW champion right now? Well, he's coming out later, so... Oh, just no mention of him. We've gone through an hour of the show. I've seen Brandy. I've seen Hardy families. I've seen blind men. Uh, Cowboy No comes. idea who... He's, he doesn't seem important on this show at all. He hasn't been seen, really, just on those no. video packages. Well, we go to our next match. Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho. Uh, Ruby Soho, of course, comes out to Ruby Soho, the song by Rancid. And Lars is there. So that's pretty cool. He's like the vocals for 
uh, rancid. And he kind of like gifted that her to use the song and the name and everything. So that's a pretty cool moment. Uh, boys with CM Punk as well. Uh, Nyla beats down on rope Ruby early on here. Power moves like Samoan drops and body slams. Nyla then starts to bite the hand and the fingers of Ruby Soho. Then hits her with a Death Valley driver for a near fall. There's then arm bars and arm twists as they go to break. But Ruby fights back and hits it with a series of boot washes in the corner. Vicky Guerrero, who manages Rose, is distracting Ruby. And then she gets a spine buster on the outside. Back in the ring, Ruby fights back and hits the no future kick. But Vicky pulls the leg of Rose just to go under the rope. So the ref has to stop the count. But then realizes Vicky did it. Because it was right in the ref's view. But Ruby gets mad, goes to fight Vicky, ends up getting beat up by Nyla here. They fight up top, but eventually Nyla uh, dodges the no future kick again and hits a senton off the bomb, off the top, and then the beast bomb and wins the match. But more Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, the the no future kick, it was the one she does where she's kind of sat on the turnbuckle and she grabs the arm and goes for it. And yeah. it, it looked a little looked a weird. little clunky because you didn't really see the block. It just looked like Ruby just, just fell. Yeah. Um but I thought the Swanton looked looked great. I, I will say Nyla, um she takes some big bumps sometimes. We've seen her do this like on the apron. Um she's She's pretty big and doing this kind of swanton stuff was pretty impressive. Um I thought I thought the match was fine. The crowd were not interested at all. Um but but I thought both worked pretty well. I don't think Nyla needs Vicky at all. I think she's more of a detriment to her. Me too. Um but I, I do think you kind of you do need a Nyla in the division to have that kind of big monster for uh, a babyface to overcome. One. I mean she She's kind of their cane, isn't she? She's that sort of first uh, first challenger that you you have a big threat against. So I guess they're heating her up. Um, the mat uh, with the with the win here, but the the match was all right. Um, there was some nice stuff, but uh, I can't say that the crowd really seemed too enthused at all. Yeah, I didn't hate the match. It just was just kind of there. I think I would have preferred it if there was no interference and stuff like that. Like if you, Mm. I know you want to protect Ruby, but then just why not have Ruby go over? I feel like Ruby just loses a lot since being here, but yeah, I didn't hate it though. Definitely. We go to the ass boys, the gun club. They're walking backstage, probably in the same uh, stairwell that everyone seems to hang out here and they see jungle boy all by himself. I'm not quite sure what he was doing here and they're like oh hey jungle boy what are you doing reading your jungle book huh you got your jungle necessities and then they beat him up they throw him outside of a door exiting the venue here you see like mountains of snow and sidewalks and like a marriott hotel and then they throw jungle boy into the snow and then the ass boys and billy gun run off as christian tries to make make the save as like you pieces of shit you mother you you fuck sons of bitches sons of bitches uh, so yeah, I have in my notes here, Jungle Boy takes a bump of snow, which could be ah. uh, something else in other people's terminology. But yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, Jungle Necessities, you already called him the Jungle Boy. You already said, hey, what are you doing reading the Jungle Book? Why wouldn't you just say the Bear Necessities? Because we would all understand what you said. But I did like when he, they started he, singing it. Yeah, He kind of sings it. Yeah. 
Big I mean, what I've learned here is don't you dare ever accuse Jungle Boy of reading. <laughs> he was... They're like, what, what are you doing? Reading the Jungle Book? And he's like, you motherfucker, Octane. I'm like, whoa. Like, it's, it's a good book, the Jungle reading? Book. Why are you so mad about reading the Jungle People Book? People don't read here in the Midwest. What's wrong? I don't you? read the Jungle Book. Um, yeah, worth noting, uh, Colton and Austin, topless, going outside in Chicago in, in negative, whatever it is, uh, couldn't have been... Couldn't have been too far. Well, I mean, um, it's also noted that uh, the Ass Boys have officially trademarked Ass Boys. Nice. They're uh, Good. officially called that now, so they're going to be calling each other the Ass Boys. So is it? So I get. Are we, we getting the Ass Boys against challenging for uh, for the Jungle Boys soon, or do you think it's Billy and Austin or Colton? Uh, I imagine it's the the two kids, yeah, yeah. The kids. We're gonna do a a six match with their dads, right? Christian and his boys versus. We'll do the six man before doing the the kind of title match, maybe, because it it seems that that the kind of the story with with Jungle Boys right now is just they're facing everyone, right? They're they're putting the title on the line against the whole division every week. It seems, Um, but yeah, at first I'm like. Again, the show was getting me down a bit, and then you go and see Billy Gunn. But I get here, it's more of a way to elevate Austin and Colton. And I do think they're good when it comes to these kind of backstage segments and stuff. They're they're very unlikable, and they're very good at being those kind of douchebags. Um, and it felt, it felt a bit like, uh, you know, WWF around like, yeah, ninety nine, two thousand, with the brawling outside and stuff, which I kind of dug. I, I like when you're getting a bit of a different location, uh, so I didn't mind this. That's what I mean. Like they're they're always in the stairwells when it's like if you have access to stuff like this, then why not film there? It looks way. It, you're, yeah. you're totally right. Yeah. What is what a silly uh, backstage attack, which clearly sets up some matches and stuff. I had no issue with it, but you're right. It does give like almost like a retro video game. Here comes the pain kind of vibe, like fighting around in the snow and stuff. Of course, taking a snow mm. bump, oi, there uh, doesn't really hurt. But that's the thing; they're just messing with him, right? Like saying, "Oh, what are you reading the Jungle Book?" Uh, Jungle Boy should come out for that match with like the Jungle Book or something. Jungle Book inspired yeah. gear. I mean, that's pretty much what he. Well, you you should have because uh, you already had Brian earlier in the show. Uh, insulting, um, insulting uh, Luchasaurus for dressing like a, right, a dinosaur. dinosaur. You should recreate it where you know Baloo dresses up as the the monkeys, oh, the gorilla. Man. Yeah. So you should have uh, Luchasaurus as the dinosaur dressing up as a gorilla. Wow, I haven't watched uh, the Jungle Book in quite a while, but Baloo dresses up like one of the like uh, evil it's, giant it's monkey king. things. What's his King name? Louis. King King Louis, yeah. Damn. And Is another... he a chimp? chimp or a... yeah, chimp, I think. Oh, he's one of those big ones, like orangutan or yeah. something. Yeah. Shout out Jungle Book. You who I wanna be like you. Yeah. The songs are still bangers. I mean the book and stuff when I was a kid was great, but the songs, come on. Even the re- the, the live action was pretty good. That's yeah. a classic Stoner movie, the live action jungle book. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Ha- have you read the book? The jungle book? When I was a kid, yeah. Fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking reading? What do you think? You're yeah. reading? Oh, you uh, read? Fight read? me, you reader. <laughs> wow, you read? <laughs> Thought you were from the jungle, huh? 
no reed in the jungle. Imagine Jungle Boy's gimmick. If it was WWE, he literally would be acting like Mowgli in his promos. Like, Oh, yeah. I, back in the jungles, I was trained by King Louis, and I learned the way of fighting. No, instead he wrestles with his mate, the dinosaur. The guy who thinks he's a dinosaur. Uh, well... This show feels like I took a bump of snow, but we continue to, hey, look, it's the world champion. Hangman Who? Adam Page. Yeah. That's right. Tony Schiavone in the ring. He introduces Hangman to come out with the title. And Hangman, he announces that next week is the Texas death match taking place from Atlantic City. You know, they all chuckled when they had to say that. Hangman says that, it is. am I wrong? Or is Hangman mad that he hasn't wrestled as much lately? But then he kind of explains yeah. why. <laughs> His his criticisms seem to be the same as as mine. Where look, I've been the champ for eighty one days, and I've only defended it twice. Yeah, that's pretty and much I'm, what he says. I'm stuck in the the middle of the show every week. He says, "I wanted a challenger. I'm here waiting. I've I had a five month old baby. He's got, spitting up mushy peas everywhere. Shout out mushy peas." He then says, "I have a flight home tomorrow, which is probably getting canceled. Which I'm pretty sure his graphic said that as well." It said, Hangman Page, right. AEW champion, flight probably getting canceled. He says, and now I have a Texas death match. Well, I don't give a shit. I'm going to do it. And I, I don't need that to happen. I'll do it right now. I need it tonight. So come out here, Lance. But instead, out comes Jake Roberts and Dan Lambert. They clearly went shopping for the same leather jackets. And... Lambert says, you're not a real cowboy. We're here in Chicago, the home of the Blackhearts. Well, I don't know why he mentions Cleveland, but he says they canceled Cleveland canceled their Indians. Unlike the Blackhearts, he says a uh, black Blackhawks, uh, Blackhawks. Yeah, he says um, he, he there's so much going. That's what I'm saying. Like Lambert earlier was out here cutting promo and then now he's out here again because at one point Hangman's talking, but Roberts interjects. And now I can't understand what anyone's saying, but Robert says that he can tell that there's a, a new hangman. Everyone's talking about the new hangman. Everyone knows you're looking over your shoulder. You're probably not sleeping. Is it because you got nightmares and now you're having different nightmares? And hangman's like, hey, enough with the talk in here. I don't want to hear this from you two. I want to I want to fight. He wants a Texas death match. Well, I want to fight. So out comes Lance Archer. Everybody dies. And he says, come to the ring and fight me. So Archer rush, rushes the ring. Page does a tope. Suicida, they start to brawl, but then there's these steel stairs that are set up, and there's a choke slam onto that from Archer, which looks like it hurt. And then the blackout through a table ringside, and Archer says, Next week, I will be your new champion. So, yeah, setting up the Texas death match, the mid card world title. Yeah, th- this feels like the like the fifth most important feud going on right now. Um, which is a shame. I, I I feel your champion should feel like a bigger deal. He should either be in a featured main event or he should be opening the show every week or something like that. Uh, Adam Page, through no fault of his own, has just been booked as a real afterthought. And I hope once he gets through Archer, um, his actual proper program starts kicking off and he is the the focus of this show. Um I, I think the match could be be good. I, uh, Arch is a little hit and miss with me, but I think for a, a Texas death match, um, we could maybe see a bit of a another side of Hangman. We haven't seen him do a great deal of the the like hardcore stuff. Obviously, we've seen him bloodied up uh, in his match with Danielson, 
Um, but I hope next week starts to really kind of elevate him and Hangman feels a bigger deal than he is. And I have no idea why Archer has has two managers. Like the, the guy's fine when he talks yeah. on his own anyway. I'm not saying he's the greatest promo in the company, but he's fine when he talks on his own. He's got Jake. Why does he need Lambert as well? Who's already doing, he's already been on the show once tonight. It's, it's a bit odd. Yeah. I don't like the parent. I like Jake and Lance. I don't like Lambert with Lance. Like it just doesn't make sense. He's already got a guy who talks and mm. Jake is scary. Jake almost is like, yo, hangman, hangman, fuck these two. I'll fight you right now. It's kind of the vibe I get yeah. from Jake. So it's like, why do you need Lambert again? That's why I'm, I'm so over him. Uh, I am excited for the match, though. It, it could bang. A Texas death match from Atlantic City. Hell yeah. Damn. I hope he makes his flight tomorrow. I hope yeah. he does. Yeah. Mm. Chris Jericho's backstage. He's got an interview here. He says that uh, he's tired of Proud and Powerful of what they did last week. But even though we won, Garcia was embarrassed. And you have all this pride and, and respect for your friend, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, because you started together. Well, we started together because we started AEW together. No one has more influence than me in this industry. Jericho says, I am more of an influencer in this business than Kylie Jenner is on Instagram. So inner circle, town meeting next week, and you all have to show up. So, yeah, town meeting. Jericho's found his 70th nickname, I think. The influencer. The, the influencer. He's used this. There's been the Jericho's invented that thing online yeah. for a few years. So I guess he's just kind of taken the next thing. Hey, at least he didn't say GFY. True, true. I think he's retired that and maybe found a new nickname. Uh, yeah, we, we used to have one of these kind of town halls. Every um, week. Every week. So we're going back to that. Um, it needs to happen. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've said this just a couple of weeks ago where, where Jericho kind of, um, he feels in a bit of a limbo right now. Uh, he's, seems he's trying to reinvent himself again, but he still kind of seems Jericho of old. Um, I, I think he needs to go away for a little bit to kind of feel excited when he comes back again. Um, but we'll see these, these te- whenever they announce these town halls and things, I used to kind of groan, and then they always tended to be a pretty fun segment. So, uh, and we get to see Big Jake again. Haven't seen Jakey for a while. So, oh, Big Jake. Uh, Hager. I-, I think hopefully this will be a good segment because they they're normally pretty good. Um, Honestly, I don't want to see. I think I, I want to see them just like do their own thing, but like, hey, we still have each other's back. But like, clearly, you got your own things to do. So let's. Yeah, you know, separate or whatever. I don't know. Um, I'm interested because I love Proud and Powerful. Um, I love Sammy. I I do love Jericho, but I, I do think it is the right time. He's good at taking a step back, and right now wouldn't be a bad time. But uh, I, let's see what happens with it. Let's see where he's they go he's going to do the, the they're building for the match with Kingston, right? And then yeah, and then I I hope maybe he'll step away for a little because. Uh, I don't think we need him right now. When, when AEW started, you certainly did need a Jericho there. I don't he was think the influence. Necessarily, yeah, I don't think you necessarily need him right now. And I'm I'm a bit tired of him um, because also his matches don't. He's he's not the same he used to be, and his matches don't quite deliver like they used to be, like they used to. So, um, it's, again, it's just taken up time from some of the other guys I'd maybe like to see a little bit more of. 
Yeah, well, I, I always love Jericho. I always love him. He's one of my favorites. But it definitely is like, uh, if you're helping to give the rub, sure. Like, if you fight Eddie Kingston, you gotta you gotta lose to Eddie Kingston. Like, yeah, that's the pay per view. Sure. If Eddie can come back, I don't know if he will be back in time for the pay per view, but we shall. Yeah. See. Sorry, what was his injury again? Was it eye? His leg, eye, or I don't remember what it was. I don't know. So was yeah, it was he selling only, the it leg. Few, I forget. It was a few weeks, I think. Uh, from it, okay, from then that's not remember, that bad. But yeah, yeah, he should be should be okay for pay per view. All right, well, let's move on to the main event of AEW from Wednesday, February 2nd. Punk versus MJF. Live in Chicago. Yes, some would say a dream match with months of building to this thing. We get CM Punk coming out. Huge ovation here in Chicago. The hometown boy, like I said, Ferris Bueller in his hometown. And then MJF comes out. All by himself, but wearing, of course, his scarf. And did you notice his tights? I did, yeah. Like New They're... York Yankees. Yeah, is it that or or White Sox? They're, well, they're both the, the stripes. Right, right, okay. I was thinking it was um, the New York Yankees because it's kind of similar, like the John Cena, CM Punk feud when he called yeah. them the New York Yankees and so forth. So he's pretty much calling Punk that by him wearing uh, these tights but mm. cool shout there uh this match starts off with mjf getting a cheap shot to punk here and then punk just gets pissed so fires back and basically chases him around ringside and then through the crowd they go up through the crowd like through the rafters here and punk crotches him at one point starts beating him up and there's people posing back in the ring a series of body slams and the elbow drop they go to break in picture in picture and Punk goes for the Pepsi twist, but it's blocked and MJF hits the Pepsi twist. It's kind of like almost like a short arm uh, Rainmaker kind of move. Um, there's then a wrist lock overhead like wrestling slam and cross bodies. MJF definitely showing his wrestling side here. Punk comes back with his swinging neck breaker that we've seen him do. He then takes him ringside and I, I could be wrong, but it was it more of the rancid people here where he lets one of them chop MJF. Back in the ring, Punk hits the his version of the Pepsi twist, which looks great. But MJF eventually gets out of this and gets out of like I think he was going for the Anaconda Vice. MJF locks in a sleeper hold after countering a GTS as well. But MJF reveals that he's got some sort of like wrist tape or some sort of weapon. I don't know. Is it something like they used in Hitman the video game or Goldeneye or something like? They called it the Garot. The garage. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So he used cool. It's a weapon. He wraps it around his throat and starts choking him, but then puts him in a sleeper of his own. So the ref doesn't see and then takes him down to the mat. And the ref does the three count, three arm raises. And it's a one and it's a two and it's a three. And the ref calls for the bell. MJF has defeated CM Punk via sleeper hold. When he mm. raises MJF's hand, MJF drops the weapon on the floor the ref sees it mjf sees it they look at each other and the ref decides that this match has to be restarted yeah dusty dusty finish the dusty finish they they totally tricked you guys everyone was like wait what that's how he beats him and we we're all looking at the clock like yo it's our it's only 9 30 now there's no way this ends like this? No, it can't be. Well, it's restarted. I loved, 
I usually hate that kind of stuff. I hate when it's something and then the next night they do it. At least you're doing it right away instantly. Like, actually, no, it's restarting. And this actually, uh, this kind of woke the crowd up more as well. You kind of deflated them with Punk losing and then they brought it right back up and the, the crowd really picked up because I, I felt they going into this match kind of felt sort of the maybe the same fatigue I was feeling from this show because I wasn't really enjoying it tonight and I didn't feel Punk was getting kind of the same reaction he has been maybe because he's been in Chicago quite a lot recently and and it but this really elevated it I think and it it made me got me way more into the match and I was like all right okay let's go yeah because for a second I was going Okay, what do you? This is kind of unique. What are you going to do for the rest of the show here? Um, yeah, I so yeah, I thought they did this really well. It, the booze when he won here, people were like, "Whoa, this guy just put him out!" Like that's the way we're doing it. And then no, it's restarting, and then the crowd just erupts here while the match restarts. He goes to hit Punk, but Punk rolls him up. But it's a kick out. Punk is furious and wakes up from the sleeper and starts to do the ten punch in the corner but turns it into the 20 punch and the ref allows it. The crowd is going nuts. They go to picture in picture and MJF grabs control again and goes, when we come back, goes for his heat seeking missile, the pile driver, but punk gets out of it and hits his springboard clothesline for a near fall. MJF starts targeting the hand and arm of punk and then locks in a tequila sunrise, which looks great showing his technical skill here. Punk counters that into the STF. I'm not calling it the STFU because it looked a lot better than that, but clearly a, a nod to to John there. Another Punk loves doing he his loves Cena, Cena nods, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, Punk goes for I think the GTS and it's countered, and then it's MJF who goes for an electric chair drop. When CM Punk counters this into a poison Rana, best movie yeah. wrestling. MJF sells it like just crazy. But CM Punk looks like he lands on his own neck. He stacks himself here, like folds back mm-hmm. like an accordion. Just looks crazy. Um, and somehow can't get the pin. So then they both get up and they're, they're going toe for toe again. MJF hits the made in Japan. Or would it, if in his way, would it be called the made in Long Island? Made in Long Island. Yeah. This is when Punk kicks out of that and. The crowd here in Chicago start to chant deep dish pizza. Deep dish pizza. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure. And then I was like, okay, it's a Chicago guy versus a New York guy. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, I get it. Yeah. I think, I think that's it. Um, the ref doesn't see when both guys get caught in the corner and there's a low blow from MJF, then a series of biting and more biting. Punk starts to bite back. They're fighting up on the top turnbuckle. And oh my goodness, I wasn't ready for what happened next because CM Punk then off the top rope hits MJF with the Pepsi plunge. Apparently the first time in 17 years on MJF to describe what a Pepsi plunge is. It's an avalanche pedigree. Yeah. Uh, Punk's old finish, right? For WWE. I found it so funny though. JR clearly just stole Excalibur's notes for this bit because he calls the Pepsi plunge. Right. He's like, oh, I haven't seen that move I've for 17 years. Yeah, JR, you were watching all of Punk's ROH run, were you? Like, yeah, you've Jen. never seen the Pepsi plunge, Jim. <laughs> it looked great. It looked awesome. Yeah, you it know, did look good. Side, side story, when I was 16, I went 
to a WWE show. It was like an access thing where they had superstar signing stuff and all that stuff. And CM Punk was there. And I asked, I, I was 16 and I'm like, yo, when are you going to bring back the Pepsi plunge? And he signs the autograph. He looks me dead in the face and he's like, never. I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. I guess you're never bringing that move back. And here he did tonight. So I popped huge for it. Pepsi plunge from Punk, but he couldn't capitalize. So the match continues. There's a roundhouse kick an elbow drop off the top, but MJF kicks out. MJF rolls out of the ring. And this is when Wardlow comes down. Punk then stares down Wardlow there face to face and Wardlow just walks off a little bit. MJF is back in the ring. Goes Punk goes in to chase him but the ref is not quite had his back turned to MJF who looks like he's putting a ring on. Nails Punk in the head. One, two, three. MJF and his diamond ring strike again because MJF has pinned CM Punk in Chicago as the booze ring in from the crowd and then MJF does the sit down pose and just soaks it all in as dynamite goes off he does the, the cross legged punk yeah, yeah, punk, punk sit punk down pose. thing as well yeah just um, just awesome he's better than punk and he knows it this completely saved the show i absolutely loved this um i think both uh, both are really good storytellers in the ring, and punk 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 selling here of his knee was was top notch. Um, he both looked like they went through an absolute war. Uh, this is punk's longest match in since returning for for years. Um, I thought the story of the match was great. I I liked the finish. I like how MJF's got one over him on him with this ring. It adds to the Wardlow story. Wardlow kind of hopefully buying some favor back from MJF with this. So it kind of plays in with that. And I don't know if you noticed at the end, it looked like MJF thanked Punk. He was, after the pin, he kind of had his arm around him and you never see MJF break character. So it clearly meant a lot. We've all seen that picture of him as a fan with Punk from years ago. And he's he's pinned him here in a hell of a match. I loved this. Yeah, honestly, uh, match of the year candidate for sure. Best match since his return. And we keep saying that every time he kind of wrestles, but by, by a, a landslide, I'd say best match since he's returned here. Uh, absolutely loved it. MJF is someone who you hear all the criticism of, oh, well, he's just really good on the mic. His wrestling isn't that good. It's like, how? Because he has not only the ability to do pretty – big high spots, which he did not even do in this match. But then he has the ability to do a lot of the storytelling of old school wrestling. Like this was like almost like a love letter to a lot of different eras of some pro wrestling. In my opinion, I kind of got little hints of different things happening throughout it, sprinkled throughout it. And I just thought it was, it was great. MJF continues to prove like after that match with Darby, this, the end of last year, it's like, man, okay, this guy can go. But here it was like, he had to step up. Punk had to step up, man. Like, what if he couldn't deliver such a, a big match? I wasn't expecting it to be this good. Uh, I, I loved it. And I think the dusty finish, the restarting thing made, made it even more of like a, a movie, more of like a, okay, this is a, a an epic now. We got to see him get his win back here. And he still got robbed. And of course it ties in with the Wardlow stuff, but it wasn't like too contrived. MJF's usually like down to the last second is when they, 
they do that. So I, I loved it. Definitely one of the best dynamite matches ever. I'd say I, I know last week, the ladder match got a lot of praise as well, but I, I was soaked into this because CM Punk sold it like he was dead. I think Twitter was losing their yeah. mind. Like, yo, is he okay? Is he dead? And it's like, no, nah, he's just really, no, he's just really good at this. Selling. He's just really I good at this. It, it, it really shows. At, and you hear all these old timers who just like slam kind of your, you know, your, your high flyers and, and your, your spot monkeys, if you will. Um, and I, there's a place for that. I, I love watching those matches, but the ones that do stick with you are these kind of matches where it's, it's selling, it's storytelling, it's psychology. And I think MJF's really, really good at it. I mean, there, there, there was some cool stuff in this match. Don't get me wrong. You had the Pepsi plunge, you had that poison Rana, but it's not like this is a match filled with, four fifties and double moons and all of this crazy stuff. It's, it's the storytelling. And I think punk, uh, is a master of it. And I think MJF, especially for a guy, his age is so good at it. And it makes his matches so compelling. And I think the fact that we've got the, we got a proper full match here. This didn't feel like, well, we'll give you a bit now on TV and then you'll get the, the rematch at revolution. I can see I can see us taking a break from this for a bit. I think we'll go back to it, but I could see MJF now going, I've got that win. I see it being MJF and Page at Revolution. Wow. And yeah. then and then perhaps have MJF as champion and that's when Punk wants to get his his own back against MJF is possibly for the title. But I think as the heel, uh I think he's going to get away with being like, "No, I beat you." And I think we'll take a little break from this for a bit and it's going to really great on punk for months yeah honestly it's punk's first loss so it it adds so much more to mjf's like repertoire and his promos and everything like that but yeah i mean we suspected a while ago like hey should mjf be the first guy to beat punk and they did go with that they did pull the trigger and then rightfully so it does feel like you would go to mjf versus hangman as your world title thing. And that would be crazy if that would be the main event of revolution. Cause some people would be like, Oh, it could be too soon for, for any of these guys. But it's like, nah, it's like that. That sounds like a pretty big money match as well. But I, I love this. I, I love punk. He's not ever one of my, my top five, but this match was, was awesome. I'd say one of his easily one of his best matches, uh, comparable to the John Cena one. I, I really love this. It got me in his, his acting and ability to sell. And same with MJF. It's, there's way more to wrestling than to be able to do some of these moves. There's, there's so much more behind it. And both of these guys have figured out this felt like a passing of the torch. Honestly, it, mm. it did watching this as a fan, like, yo, MJF, man, you're killing it. And Punk coming back after so long, this was finally the retribution he wanted. Not only did he come back in Chicago, but now you had this, this classic in Chicago. So uh, I, I know Chicago gets all these shows, but yeah, they were he, they showed up for their boy tonight, and he lost. So you know the heat was even, even bigger. But great, the, the show the show had its ups and downs. I loved Danielson's promo, and I loved this match. So the bookends of the show were fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was a. Uh... Up until the main, I thought it was a really weak dynamite. But um, yeah, when you get a main as good as this, you you can't. I didn't come away unhappy. Like it, it's it was it was really really good stuff. Um, 
yeah, I yeah, I can't wait to see where they go next. MJF's the man for me. I I think he's so so good. He he's so so good. You heard it here first. Well, Revolution sorry, Revolution's in a little while, but Rampage this week has a few matches. They advertised Isaiah Cassidy, Sammy Guevara, Adam Cole, Evil Uno, Ricky Starks, Jay Lethal, and Mercedes Martinez, Thunder Rosa. So yeah, I'm I'm surprised Martinez versus Rosa wasn't on a dynamite because that has been built up and actually that's that's one I, I do want to check out. I I kind of no no offense to Nyla or um or Ruby Soho, but there wasn't much of a a story there. And I, I feel you could have had Mercedes and Rosa like maybe switch those two women's matches around. Uh but I'll be interested. I, I listened to Thunder Rosa on uh on Renee Paquette's podcast uh, uh, a little bit ago and this was a match she really really wanted um and mercedes have is this her first match in aew have we seen her i don't i don't watch all dark and i don't watch all of rampage all the time so i'm not sure no i i think this might be her first match uh i i could be wrong but um i think that should be really good and uh yeah that i mean it the rest of the show Again, it's it's you kind of see where it's going. I don't see Jay Lethal winning the FTW title. I don't see Evil Uno beating Adam Cole or Isaiah Casti beating Sammy Guevara. But yeah, the women's match I'll, I'll check out. And for an hour show, it they normally uh, go by pretty quickly. And then next week on Dynamite, the Texas Death Match from Atlantic City. So who's your money on? Oh, Lance Archer. I think it's, <laughs> that's what. Everybody That's dies. Why he's got Jake and Dan Lambert. They need to help him carry that gold. No, it's it's going to be Hangman. But I'm hoping for a good match. Yeah, yeah, me too. It'll be fun. It'll be violent as well because Hangman just likes bleeding in his matches. It's just what he likes yeah. to do, and that's what we like to do. We like to bleed for you, you listeners, you supporters of the BDE. Thanks for listening to us talk all about Dynamite this week. Uh, had its ups and downs. We'll be back next week, but of course, all here on the free feed and on Twitch every Tuesday night up next, covering NXT 2.0, and it was a doozy this week. Uh, and BD Elite, this show every Wednesday night on Twitch, 10.15 Eastern Time, and uh, we talk all about and record this podcast. And then, of course, you want to hear more of us, patreon.com slash up next. All these podcasts, so many shows in the back catalog. You'll be sick of us, but it's only five bucks to support the squad. Uh, yeah. Davey, anything else? Any last words? No, I think that's it. That's it. That's all. Thank you for listening at up next podcast on Twitter. And, uh, you already know, and, uh, we appreciate it and take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And if Danielson and Moxley were to be in a faction, what would you call them? The cod pastors. The real tough men. Oh, hoy! You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you? A little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. 
Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.